Welcome to the Traffic Talk Podcast, anti-trafficking discussions for the modern abolitionists. I'm your host, Vern, from the Justice Ministry at Blue Water Mission. We've got a decade of experience fighting the injustice of human trafficking and have ministered to hundreds of victims by just using volunteers in our free time. But we've had outstanding results. We believe that there's a role for you in this fight too. On this podcast, you will hear interviews, stories, and discussions from people on the ground doing the real work. So plug in and get ready to open your heart and mind. And now, the next episode of the Traffic Talk Podcast. Welcome to episode 10. We're in double digits now. Yeah! So today, you guys are hearing from Callista, who is just one of the sweetest people I know. Such a caring heart. She was once a preschool teacher and has made the transition over to full-time mentoring of sex trafficking survivors while being a mom to two teenage daughters. You guys will be able to hear her heart and the joy that she carries is absolutely contagious. Be thinking about while you listen to this episode, what small encounters have really impacted your life. Okay, so be thinking about that while you hear Calissa sharing how dreams led her to start researching and stirred her curiosity to become more aware of human trafficking. She talks about the surprising realization that teens in her drop-in center were being trafficked. And she shares what types of activities she does in day-to-day mentoring with trafficking survivors. Okay, so I'm so glad that you're here with us today. Go ahead and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. So I um, am a mom of two teenage girls. Um, and I used to be a preschool teacher, but now I work with survivors of human trafficking, sex trafficking. Cool. So that sounds like a pretty big um jump there from like preschool teacher to working with mentoring, um, Mm -hmm. trafficking survivors. How did you get involved in anti-trafficking, mentoring, advocacy, all of that kind of stuff? So for me, it started off really, um, in a series of dreams. I just started having dreams about, um, sex trafficking, where in some of the dreams I was the main character, and um, it really stirred up a curiosity to explore some more about uh, what that was and the realities of it, and so then I went on this little stretch of just really researching what it was and uh, where it was. Um, yeah, and then really the issue kind of just unfolded before my eyes, just with the teens that we would work with on a regular basis. Um, I just saw that they were too getting caught up in sex trafficking. Um, so it really just kind of came to me, um, as I was made aware of it, I was able to really, yeah, help out because I was made aware of it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I just want to go back to the thing that you said about dreams, because I think that's so crazy. Like I, got involved like I learned about trafficking I feel like through dreams so when you say dreams are you saying like you were sleeping and having dreams are you saying Uh it's like um I have hopes and dreams of doing this one day it was definitely dreams while I was asleep um I just yeah I would go to sleep and have some dreams about um sex trafficking and then also one day I woke up and the first two words on my mouth 
were prostitution Brazil and I just googled it and found out so much about that and it was so um, yeah it was so heartbreaking and it was just it just kept stirring it just was an issue that I really couldn't like um, escape it was just all around me then movies started to um, to really address that issue um, mm. and stuff like that so it just yeah my my curiosity stir was stirred and then the reality of it also was really um, yeah, impactful, just realizing that it was all around me. It wasn't just in a third world country or far away. It was right in front of me. Wow. Okay. I just think, I mean, it's just, I'm always amazed when I meet people where it started through um, dreams. And I just wonder how many other people are experiencing that also. So you had these dreams though before you got into working with sex trafficking victims? Yeah. Is that right? Yes. I so... Did. Was it like how how long before was it uh, before you started working with or maybe the opportunity presented itself for mm -hmm. you to work with um, survivors? Yeah, it was about five years or so. Oh, really? Yeah, um, where I would have dreams and then um, yeah, and then I when I actually got involved was a little later after. Yeah, like two. Yeah, like um, I guess I was made aware of it. Um, shortly after I started having the dreams, but the real work, like the work that I do now, it's like yeah. five years later. Uh, okay. All right. Cool. And then, um, so it would like planted, it's almost like the dreams were planting a seed in your heart for the work yeah. opportunities that were going to be coming up later. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's cool. Um, so how did you get involved in, um, the work, like what kind of work were you, were you doing and, and how did you see an opportunity to start working with trafficking victims? Um, so I was working at youth, uh, centers mm -hmm. with teenagers and I started realizing that a lot of the teenagers we worked with were involved in sex trafficking, were being trafficked mm -hmm. by some of their peers. And, uh, as we mentored them and were their leaders, we kind of just started to realize that that was a really big issue. And, um, yeah, that's mm. kind of how. Yeah. So you didn't go in it, into it, like looking for trafficking or looking for something to relate not to. Not at dreams. all. Not at all. Yeah. yeah it just sort of presented itself. It did. Yeah. Okay. So how long have you been involved, um, with, anti-trafficking work or with helping individuals, you know, like from the time that you realized that these teens were actually getting trafficked out by, by peers or getting caught up into the sex industry? Yeah, it's been a few years um, since I started. So I had the dreams and it took a while to actually get in the thick of it. And um, the work that I have now, it's been like five years since I started mm -hmm. those dreams. But even before um, the work that I do now, those uh, teenagers that we were encountering, it was relatively like about two years after the dreams that I started uh, to encounter these uh, situations where um, these teens were um, being trafficked and yeah. all that. So I would say it's been about six, six years or so yeah. that I've been in the work. Yeah. Okay. And then, so they were like youth drop-in centers or something? Yeah, it was like youth teen centers mm -hmm. um, and they were located in uh, rougher parts of the the state that we were in, mm -hmm. um, and a lot of the teens came from broken homes, and, um, yeah. Mm. Okay, so it sounds like they had some vulnerability factors and yeah, things like definitely. that, like rough neighborhoods and that kind of stuff, so different influences in their life. Um, 
Now, I know that you've gotten involved in, like, a really personal way. Like, your style mm -hmm. of, of mentoring um, over the years hasn't been just, like, oh, let's meet in, like, a sterile office. Yeah. But, like, you're more inviting them into your personal life, connecting with their personal life, that yeah. kind of thing. Can you share a little bit about that? And then I'll have a follow-up question um, of just, like, protecting your heart and keeping your heart whole in that. But yeah. yeah. So for us, we're really, uh, we like to do life with the people that we um, encounter, you know, so the mm -hmm. teens that we worked with, uh, we did day-to-day -day mentoring with them where it was, sometimes they would stay and live with us for a bit. Um, other times they would just be um, intentional, taking them to the grocery store, making mm -hmm. dinner. Um, there's been times where we've even flied, uh, one of the girls that we were working with um, to where we were because we were at a different place and she needed um, some help. So, yeah, we've kind of just been really in the thick of it with them, not just from a distance. It's been really personal. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that that's... I want to draw something out because I think, like, one, the day-to-day -day life, like, that's yeah. huge. But you kind of casually mentioned that you flew one of the girls out to you guys. Yeah. And, like... I think that's something that may surprise a lot of people because that's a, uh, I mean, that's a, that's a, a, a step of faith. Like that, that seems like a fairly big action. So yeah. can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So, um, we had this team that we were working with and she was in a really rough spot, but at the time we were, um, really on the other side of the country and, um, we knew that she needed to get away because her life was in danger really just if she stayed in that environment yeah. so we yeah we flew her over and she stayed with us for a while and um, that's amazing so did you guys were you living in another part of the we country, weren't or? actually we were staying with some people we were um staying with um yeah staying in this really small apartment um <laughs> and we really didn't have finances for it but um yeah she needed to get away so no excuses, right? Yeah. Well, that's amazing because I think that a lot of people would probably start to think through like, oh, does this make sense? Is this smart? Is this wise? Is this what's best for us? Like yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. But those things take away from really like, okay, this person's in need right now. Forget like the circumstances that I'm in. Like, let's really see that this person's life is really at stake right now. Um, and so, yeah, that's really what it was. Yeah. I love that. I mean, I love how you're just you're you guys are just operating off of what seems like the right thing to do in mm -hmm. the moment for the individual and um not letting like the second guesses and that kind of stuff like stop you yeah. from connecting with someone and really answering like the needs that they that they have like mm -hmm. that's just amazing um so you guys, I mean, you have the day-to-day -day thing, and then you have that where, I mean, you were literally sacrificing, like, money, time, mm -hmm. um, energy, emotional energy, all yeah. this kind of stuff, right, to connect with somebody and bring them over, or somebody that you're already connected with, but go that extra step for them mm -hmm. uh, when they really needed somebody to have their back. So when it comes to your heart, does it ever break your heart or seem too much absolutely. to handle? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely it breaks your heart because you care about these um these kids and these teens so much and you want them to be healthy and whole um, and when they are um, in danger or when they're choosing different um, when they're choosing unhealthy choices it's really hard for you but um, I think what what we go back to is we need to we can influence a moment in their life um, it doesn't have to yeah we can make a big impact in a small in a small encounter that we have or a small interaction that we can have with them Oh, I love that. Um, so you're really like seeing 
I guess like the fruit of it yeah. and what it means in the big picture. Yeah. And sometimes you don't see the fruit uh, in their life forever, but you can see that for a moment, for a moment with that girl in particular, she was able to be safe. She was able to have safe people around her. Um, and that, that is, that's enough to, yeah. 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 That's amazing. I mean, that's truly life changing. That's not something that somebody forgets, mm -hmm. right? Like yeah. that deposits something in their life. Well, this would be our last question. So a lot of people don't choose this type of life of, of really like getting involved and mentoring or advocating, um, for survivors when there are, um, you know, challenges and, and this mm -hmm. kind of stuff, maybe danger, like a lot of people associate mm -hmm. a lot of danger with trafficking, that kind of stuff. Like, why is it worth it for you, for your family? Because I know you have a family, like you're also a mom. Like, why is it worth it to get into this type of life of coming around people? And like, what have you gained by doing it? Well, um, they're, they're vulnerable people. And um, it's I like I... I guess a lot of times people think that it is a very dangerous work and sometimes it is dangerous and there are elements that are dangerous to doing anti-trafficking work. But for the most part, it's in the everyday. Uh, it's in, you can't mm -hmm. really escape it. Once you're made aware of it, it's like when you buy a car, you just see that car everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's like when you're made aware of trafficking, now you see them, you see it everywhere. Um, you see it in the, um, high class neighborhoods. You see it. Um, so it's about, seeing someone and saying you're worth my time and you're worth um you're worth a community coming around you to make you healthy to make mm -hmm. you whole it's like stopping and really seeing that they're people and they're vulnerable and we can be there and really make a difference even if it's in a short encounter or or long term yeah i love that it's really beautiful like just highlighting like the humanness yeah and like what every i don't know like the dig the dignity of yeah. being seen of being loved of being cared about is every individual well yeah. i just love that thank you for coming on today i thank think you your so listeners much are gonna love me. it <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> okay wasn't that great what i really want you guys to take away from this episode is the ordinary way in which Callista does her mentoring. It's just regular life. But I can tell you that it is having an extraordinary impact in the lives of survivors. There is literally a waiting list of people wanting to be mentored by her. Let's just take a moment and recognize that almost every one of us is capable of inviting others to do ordinary things with us. There's room in your daily life to bless someone in a simple way. So take a moment to think about that and then go find someone to bless. Message us back or call in on the Anchor app and tell us what you did. All we care about is if you tried it, not how successful it was. Don't be afraid to try new things. Please don't forget to leave us a review, grab our free resources, and tell a friend. Peace out, my friends.